boys that is virtual weird we're not in the same place right now but our schmuck boy energy is so what's up everybody and welcome to schmuck boys official schmuck boys in general the only schmuck boys you should know about the jewish dating podcast you didn't know you wanted but you needed so today we're gonna have a really really special guest and we can't wait to introduce her to you melinda strauss but before we get to Melinda, how do we start the episodes usually, guys? Relationship updates. Relationship oh updates of the week. And I'll be honest with you, it seems like things have gone a little bit of a switcheroo up in Maxine land. <laughs> so I think we should start in Maxine world. Let's go, Maxine. Well, that's a lot of pressure, ladies. But no pressure. Had to throw it under the bus. <laughs> Let's just say we haven't recorded in a while, for those that don't know, um... And this is kind of a little bit of a catch up for the three of us, but in the past, I don't know how how long this has been since we recorded, but I am seeing someone Ooh. that I met on Hinge that these ladies here know a lot about based on our group chat and our FaceTimes that happen about a million times a day. But that's kind of my update. Um, yeah, we, we really haven't recorded in a bit. So that's the big update. I am seeing someone um, super new, super exciting. We'll see what happens, but I'm definitely pumped about this, um, this change in status, let's say. Mystery boy, mystery status. Love would, it. Would the status be exclusive? We are calling it exclusive. Oh. Yes, <laughs> that is that is the current status. Um, but I'm definitely excited for the potential that this one has, and I'm sure you ladies will know about a lot. Can we just pause for a second? Marla left us to go to Israel, and this happened. So, like, just, that is Marla true. Marla did a little bit of a mitzvah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marla, Marla, maybe she like prayed a little at the hotel. Like, I don't know, but yeah, she's shaking her up. Oh, I did, I did, no, I did pray for like health and happiness for my friends. So, and you know what? I once again have my faith restored. Um, but yes, Marla did leave us for like a month and a half, but she is back and we are so excited that she's here. She had some great times in Israel. Uh, Marla, why don't you give us some updates? Tell us about your trip and anything you want. Yeah, status first, though. Well, the status is that I unfortunately did not find a husband and get married in those six weeks in Israel. <laughs> I am still single. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. So we basically were recording and then I went away. COVID stuff happened. So it's been a little bit of a break, but we're back now. And oh, Israel, oh, that was it was an amazing trip. It was basically a family vacation and then was supposed to be an organized group trip but that got canceled because of the borders. But I stayed there anyways, and I certainly had a handful of uh, experiences with oh, yeah. uh, with people in Israel, including some some schmuck boys. Uh, oh, I don't want to I don't want to dive deep into the uh, Israeli guy stereotype, but they're definitely. There were some guys that I met that were like very nice and genuine and like want to take me on dates. And then some guys that I met that acted like they want to take me on a date. But then when push came to shove, they were like, oh, yeah. So when do you want to come to my apartment? 
Mm. And I was like, mm. there was literally one dude I, I straight up said to him, you know, like I, I know I'm only visiting, but that doesn't mean I'm only interested in Netflix and chilling. And he straight up said, well, what else are a guy and girl to do when you only have two weeks left? Ooh, schmuck perfect. boy alert schmuck boy yeah. alert yeah. i wish we had like the circle alert where it's like alert 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 like red flashing lights literally and it's like look on one hand i get it i'm visiting so it, it makes sense that a guy might think why would i try to take a girl out on a date but still like it was just so bizarre I also like learned a lot when I was there because I had a mix. I had like some like, you know, casual fun. And I also had actual dates. And I kind of realized that even though for the past couple of years, I've been having casual fun while also seriously dating. I think I realized that I don't even want the casual fun. I want to just really focus on the serious dating. Okay. Priority switch. Yeah. So it's like, you can do both at the same time, but I realized that I don't even want both at the same time. I really just want to focus on, finding someone. And um, I will say in the last week of my trip, I did meet someone. We spent like every day together in my last week and it was a lot of fun, but he goes to medical school there. So not really sure. Medical school. He's getting a doctor. (laughs) Doctor, lawyer. I don't know. So I just kind of have to wait and see what happens. You know, we're still talking, but I mean, I don't even know the next time that I would see him. I do also have a couple dates lined up for this week. Yeah, ready for some new nicknames. We love the nicknames. And it feels kind of funny because it's like, if this guy and I were in the same location, I wouldn't even like give other guys the time of day, but we're not in the same location. It also was only like a week, so you don't really know them. Who knows? But Israel time is longer, duh. (laughs) Yeah, literally. It is. A lifetime. You were gone so long, like... I don't even know. Like Libby and I both got COVID. I met someone. Like there's a, I know, a, whole, a whole world happened. <laughs> a whole world. Happened. You totally you dodged the big COVID SantaCon outbreak though. So good for you. I didn't even go to SantaCon, and yet I still got COVID. So I don't know. It found me. It did. I dodged it for two years, but then I was like, Libby, you can't run anymore. <laughs> you can't run. Once it happens, it happens. My status update is pretty much the same. Me and Jack, we got COVID together. We played a game. What symptom do you have this week? It was a lovely game. The last time we talked, I mentioned that I was planning a surprise party for him. It went really well. He never found out, which was like super dope because he finds out like everything. Um, <laughs> like he literally found out all of his gifts. I was like, you are so annoying. Like I have nothing more to surprise you with, but obviously it was a surprise. So got him there. I will say everyone, you know, Libby very much pulled off this surprise for Jack. I was there to record him walking into dinner and <laughs> it was quite the scene. I was like, say. I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> he was like so perplexed and it was so cute. I was like, Oh, love you guys. <laughs> But yeah, those are the updates. Sounds like we had a lot of catching up to do here. I'm sure we will keep catching up, but let's welcome our guest and get right into it. What's up, everybody? We are here with Melinda Strauss, who is 
Okay. For me to say the ultimate Jewish mom. Okay. Big, big deal. Big deal. She's open about her Orthodox life in such a special way on social media, as well as a great mentor and friend. And she has grown immensely on TikTok, her podcast, Kavana, which I was so blessed to come on and on Instagram. She is killing the game and she is a recipe queen. So everybody welcome Melinda Strauss. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh, we are honored. Absolutely honored. And for those of you who haven't checked out Melinda's TikTok or anything, where can they find you? So on TikTok and Instagram, I am at the real Melinda Strauss. Those are the definitely the best places to find me. And then I have a website, melindastrauss.com. Try and make it nice and easy for everybody. Beautiful. Great. We love that. And so Melinda, how we do things on Schmuck Boys Official is we start every podcast with our relationship statuses of the week. I am married. I've been married for 15 years and I always forget the year. Like people always joke that the husbands forget the year you get married, but I forget all the dates, (laughs) everything. Like, I don't know when we started dating. I don't know when we got engaged. Sometimes I remember the wedding date. I forget all of that. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) And was there something like fun that happened in the past week? Fun that happened in the past week? Oh, that's something that you guys did. Oh, us? No, we don't do anything. We're, <laughs> we stay home. We actually had COVID the other week. That was really fun. So we were sick and all of us, like all four, because we have two kids. Yeah. Only one who never got sick was the dog. Thank God. So he took care of all of us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so does so that was, come as fun? Well, sure. Did you guys like play a fun game? Like what symptom do you have today? Because I played that. Oh yeah. I, everybody else, actually, I had it the worst out of everybody. So which is nice because I'd rather everybody else be getting better, even if I have to still be sick. So it was just like every day, a new symptom. Like surprise, here's what you have today. Today it's congestion. Oh, today is nausea. Yeah. That's how I felt. And Maxine too. Maxine actually put me in a group chat at one point with, this is a huge honor, her mother, (laughs) because we were trying to convince her mom that she wasn't crazy because she could taste, but not smell. Oh, yeah. My mom was confused i will say though libby is the one that like diagnosed me with covid before i even got my positive test result she literally facetimes me she's like you have covid i'm like how do you know how how can you tell through the phone like hashem told me yeah well these days it's everybody it's like if you sneeze uh covid because it's she just sees me like i'm like rubbing my forehead she's like does your forehead hurt i'm like yeah and like, she well, goes, mine does too she goes you have covid and i was still i tested negative for like three days wow. every single one of my rapids were negative and then suddenly i had a positive pcr but so Libby knew before the pcr knew so yeah well that's a, that's the fun the stuff cdc says actually um the newest latest thing that the cdc says is you should listen to libby walker that's yes crazy. i heard that i saw that on twitter it's crazy. I'm going to start posting that actually. Please do. You, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> you post it, I'll share it. How about that? So, NJB, we want to know how did you meet yours? Wait, we have to go backwards. What's an NJB? Nice. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. No, Melinda's joking. I swear it's not oh, a joke. I was Melinda. like, I don't know. I, Melinda. Listen, I'm 38 years old and I'm oh not saying, oh, that's old, but it is a lot older than you guys are. And I, I usually say like full words you know, like full mm. sentences, except for OMG, which I, 
it, it makes me sound old because I feel like I think TikTok would be a little upset at you right now. I'm just saying. Oh my god. Well, now I'm gonna have to start using the hashtag. Can you just, so can you just can... think about what it might mean? Like break it down. What well, is now that? Now I know. You guys told me it's a nice Jewish uh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Who told her? I said it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> I think it was me. I, I would have never Red-handed. guessed. By the way, I'm the worst with that. But I just you guys are saying I'm like if I don't ask, right? What's my rule? There's no stupid questions. Okay. Yes. So if I okay. didn't ask, I, I would have just been like. I, I, you guys are saying that times. is her shtick, by the way. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know it, just ask. Just ask. It's so, okay. how did you meet the NJB? I know the so, story, but to share with everyone else, <laughs> we were set up by a friend. Uh, we, I met this guy's friend. They, they went to high school together, and it, the friend was in my apartment, and we were playing apples to apples. And I have quite the dirty sense of humor, which a lot of people don't know about me. I have a lot of kids who like follow my accounts and I try and keep things pretty clean. And when we were playing apples to apples and I was playing my extremely dirty version of the game, cause it's boring. <laughs> otherwise his friend was like, you need to meet my friend because Justin has a very similar sense of humor. So that's actually how we connected because of a dirty game of apples to apples. I love your setup. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and like you hit it off on the first date. Like what was the timeline? Yeah, right away. It was crazy because I dated quite a few people before that. I'm like through college and I had a serious boyfriend at one point. And I actually, after after my boyfriend, we, we dated for 10 months and then we broke up. So I figured if I'm going to date another guy, I got to go at least 10 months so that I know that they're the one. And then I met Justin. We went on one date. It was great. And he called me the next day. I was like, oh, someone who doesn't play games. And then he called me again. And again, like every night we were talking and right away it was like, oh, I had a great time. Let's set up date two. And that right there was like, this is so easy. Why can't all guys just call you back after the, the date? <laughs> like, why right. do they wait a week? And it made me realize also like, why the heck does someone wait a week? Like if you had a nice time, go out again. And so would you say as advice to any guy who's listening right now, just call her. Just call her. If you had a nice time and you're planning to go on a day two, playing games isn't helping your game. Mm-hmm. Just call her. Like some guys think like I have to, I don't, I have to play it cool. Just call. Like, no, you don't have to call that night. Just call the next day. I had a nice time. Let's go on another date. Easy. Okay. And, proactive. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, listen, girls can do it too. I'm not here to say it has to be the guy or the girl, but I, maybe it's like old school and I just like the chivalry, but I like that he called me. And then he ended up after, I don't remember how long after we started dating, he on, it was on a Saturday night and he's like, he told me later, he didn't call me. It's like, I want to see if she calls because he, he kept calling me and happened to be. That like, was the test. That was the test. That was the little mm-hmm. bit of a game, but mm-hmm. I did call because I wanted to talk to him. He's like, oh, okay, thank God. But it wasn't him just chasing me, right. but I, it was a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. And we just kept going on dates. I actually knew that I was going to marry him just get ready for this one. After, um, after a week, I called my mom. I remember exactly where I was standing. Literally. I can tell you like the street corner where I was standing when I called my mom and I was like, I'm not in love with him, but he, I'm going to marry him. She's like, okay, cool. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, how, old were, how old were you? When we started dating 22. Wow. Yeah. Which I look back and it looks so young, but like in that moment, it did not feel young at all. And did you grow up in an environment where marriage was young? So it felt, it felt real at the time. Like you were looking to get married. When I started college in my head, it was, okay, I got to start looking. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, that's how I went into college. That's not how I left college. By the time I graduated, I was like, can I just wait till after college? But when I went to Stern, so I went to a Jewish college and I was surrounded by girls getting married and bringing their kids to class, which always blew my mind. But <laughs> I definitely, can you imagine like, and like, good for you, you're getting married, you're doing your thing, but you didn't stop. Like you're still going to graduate. And I respect that. But right. it was definitely weird when there were like babies crying in the classroom. It was odd. You're like, you're 20 years old. <laughs> Less than 20 for, for many, but I definitely grew up in an environment where that was the mindset was you go off to college, you find your man and, and that's what you do. And then I got to college and I was like, can I not get married yet? A little bit of time. And I dated and I had fun and I traveled and I did all those things. And then you found him at the perfect time. I did. I did. I, so yeah, you I believe in... The sign, the line, the whatever that happens when you least expect it. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you I don't know. know. I think that yeah. if you want to find someone, go actively look for them. I don't think it has to be. I don't think there's a rule for it. Like when mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, it's it, there needs to be a spark." <laughs> that is actually such a pet peeve of mine when people say, <laughs> "I need to feel a spark." I'm like, from the first date, like you can have a nice time and have a great conversation. If, if you don't have any spark, eventually stop dating the person. Cause you need to have some good vibes, but on the first date you can, and you don't even have to be super attracted to the person True. on the first date because love actually yeah. makes you more attracted to a person. Mm-hmm. Right. That is That's extremely huge true. because I cannot tell you how many times some of my best friends will text me after a date and say, it was fun. We had a good time. Like he's cool. He's nice. But like, I don't know, like I wasn't so attracted to him or I didn't feel a spark and I always tell them give it a second date yeah give like, it a second, why not give it a third. Marla is queen of the benefit of the doubt like she really if, is if there was anyone else oh. I've gone a lot of like second and third dates well it's kind of funny because for the last probably two three years I've been doing the give them at least three dates mm-hmm. type of thing and like trying to date with my brain more than like my gut but recently I'm actually been trying to like change it up for a little bit and like, all right, let's try dating with our gut instead of our brain, just because it's not a waste of time, but it's kind of just like, maybe my gut is sometimes right from the beginning, but I'm just such a benefit of the doubt type of person. That's really hard for me to be like, well, well, what if, but what if, so, but I'm also, but I'm always like, it's not like if I decide I want to go back and try to give guys more chances, I can always do that. But for now, like try to go with my gut instead of my brain. And there is somewhere in between, yeah. right? It's, it doesn't have to be all one or all the other. Like if you don't necessarily feel a spark, but you had a nice time, mm-hmm. right? Like what Maxine said, like it, I had a really nice time. We had a great conversation, but I didn't feel a spark. Right. Go on a second date. You never know. Mm-hmm. But if you have a first date, like I had one, I remember this guy took me to Central Park and it had like rained. When we, we got a shift, but we were walking around in the mud and I called my brother, he was in college. And I was like, are you doing anything now? Can I like, oh, my brother's having a party. I have to go. Like, I, I was like, get me out of here. Yeah, don't go on a second date with that person. Like if the first date sucked, don't go on a second date. But if it's nice and you're yeah. not as attracted as you would like to be, if there's if you're repulsed by someone, that's don't go on a second date. Like that's the sign. Yeah, that's the sign right there. That's we're the talking, sign. we're talking a lot about sparks, about dating in general. Did you ever, now we're getting more specific into what separates our podcast, which is, you know, Jewish dating, but did you ever question dating Jewish or, you know, how that worked for you in regards to sparks? Did you believe in a spark with someone else? Like what recollection did it take for you? 
So I would never have dated anyone who wasn't Jewish. That was rule number one. And I'm also, I was raised an Orthodox Jew. I'm a modern Orthodox Jew, but still like spiritually very, very Orthodox. So for me, it was even, I wouldn't date somebody who wasn't an Orthodox Jew because I want, I wanted a guy who I didn't necessarily, like I had certain things that I had in mind that I would like, like I'd like someone who prays three times a day. I don't care if it was in shul or not or wherever, but it was something that I wanted because it's important. It's something that I felt would it be important for a man? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain things, like I didn't care if he cursed. I didn't care if he had a dirty sense of humor. Like there were certain things. He, Justin's not a big learner. That was never anything that mattered to me, but I did want him to be someone who kept kosher, someone who, I, I didn't necessarily care if he grew up in an Orthodox home because if, you know, if you change and you become something later, that's fine too. But it was nice that he grew up with that because our families are very similar. So those were, I didn't have like a, a running list of what I need. But being Jewish must and being an Orthodox Jew as well. And do you think that philosophy has changed since your dating game? Like, do you think people are thinking about that less, more? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think that within the Orthodox community, like my niece is, is an Orthodox Jew and she's her mindset is very similar. Like she wants a guy who's an Orthodox Jew. She doesn't have a lot of specifics of what that looks like. She's pretty flexible about it, but she definitely wants someone who keeps a kosher home. You know, Mm -hmm. those are things where those affect you in a, in a very strong way when you're building a home together. Mm -hmm. So for us, that's, I know for my niece, it's important. I think that in the world, there are a lot of people who are not religious. There are a lot of people who are, I don't really have a good touch on the specifics of how many people out there are becoming less religious. I know that it's happening, that a lot more people are joining in on the secular world. I don't even know what the right word for it is, but (laughs) I don't, my own personal thing is date who you want to date. Like it's think about your future. Think about what you want your future home to look like, which is scary when you're dating because it's like, wait, I got to think about marriage. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Unless you're dating just for fun. But then I've had people ask me on TikTok, like, well, what about, you know, your kids? Could they date a non-Jewish person for fun? But my belief is that you could start something for fun and you can fall in love. Yeah. I love hearing about this. Um, I guess, you know, what you're saying is just so, so important. I think that, you know, it takes a lot of self-reflection also to be able to, you know, really narrow down what it is you're looking for. I mean, these ladies know that I myself like had a very interesting journey coming from a modern Orthodox upbringing and then going away to college. And I did go off the dark for a bit. For those who don't know, like, you know, you go off the road, you kind of lose some of what makes you, you in a way. And Um, you know, I was definitely not as connected to my Judaism for a while as I now am and want to be. And with that process came, you know, going out with guys that did not fit the future that I now want and that I probably always wanted, but, you know, for a while, like didn't realize how important that was to me. I was in a year and a half relationship with a wonderful, wonderful person Um, But we did not share the same values. Like we were both Jewish, but like I started realizing I will never have a kosher home with this person. I will never have, you know, the things that I so desperately want. And, you know, like you're saying, you know, you can fall in love. And like we had a true strong relationship, but, you know, it started to have me think like, oh, I can do without this. I can do without that. But then when you, it comes down to it and you start realizing like, no, this isn't going to be what I want. And when I got out of that relationship was when I started rebuilding my Jewish life and my Jewish identity. And like, 
where I am today is not where I want to be in a year from now. I want to keep growing on it, but I'm definitely, you know, at a point now where I'm, you know, I'm getting to what I want to be. And it took that realization, what you're talking about, like finally realizing and recognizing like what are non-negotiables, like what you want for your future life. And I think that that's so crucial. And I think a lot of people, especially our age, don't necessarily realize that, you know, I talk to friends that go on dates and I ask the tough questions and, you know, these ladies here, we ask the tough questions of each other and of our friends because that's like a crucial part. I think that's missing yeah. with people our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. too nervous. They dodge all the questions. Yeah. Like people are even too nervous to ask if they're seeing anyone else. What do you mean? Like in dating nowadays, like, you know how many girls have been like, but I don't know how to ask if we're exclusive. Oh. Maybe I'll just say like, I'm not going to sleep with you if I think you're sleeping with other people. And then I'll just tell me like, he's not. You would think like, the opposite. Like we should be able to ask. You yes, know? I really would think the opposite because I mean, listen, I, I'm a feminist in I'm like an old school feminist is the way I like to think about it. But I just think that if you want to say something, say it. Who cares what gender you are? Like I told Justin right. that I loved him first because I'm really? not a patient. I did, yeah. I am wow. not a patient person, and I was feeling it, and I'm like, I'm just gonna say it, and. He it's funny because he tells me later, he said I love you back. And he's like, honestly, I didn't know yet, but I felt like I was going to. So I just said I did. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate that a lot. Cause he's yeah. like, I knew that I was going to fall in love with you. Justin has a hard time with change. I could literally change like every day and I'm fine. Like I I'm I love and I, I'm also a very decisive person. Like I'm happy to right. make decisions and then keep going. So I knew I loved him and I said it. And I just don't know why it has to be one or the other, the same idea of like, okay, if you had a nice time, call him the next day. It, there's no right or wrong way. So you, I, in my head, I would think, especially because of the way feminism is now that more women would feel confident saying, are we exclusive? Mm-hmm. Are we boyfriend and girlfriend? I don't know what the terms are, but saying that. <laughs> it definitely is such a difficult conversation to have. And I feel like it's one of those things where like you don't want to ask it because you're afraid of the answer but then you just end up in this like limbo situation but I love what you said because I'm also such a like pro like say what you want to say like shoot your shot like so what if we're the girl like text him see what he wants like slide into his dms (laughs) like I don't think that if he doesn't want it then you're just not wasting your time anymore yeah. Versus if like, he wanted oh, to, he would. Yeah. You know, there's a, for, I don't know if you guys ever watched Sex in the City. I know there's like a new yeah. version on now that I won't even watch because everybody <laughs> says it's awful. One of my favorite episodes was the he's just not into you episode. They wrote a whole book about it. I, re- I remember reading the book while I was on a treadmill once. <laughs> I don't know why. What a weird memory. But it was such a good concept and it still is. He's just not that into you. And that's what real friends do is real friends don't tell you, oh, maybe this and maybe that. And then you end up wasting yeah. your time with someone. If, if he's being very clearly shady or not calling you back or looks, seems like other things are happening, say something or he's just not that into you and move on. Yeah. It's not easy because it hurts your heart, but then yeah. it's not going to hurt your heart more later on when you invest it too much in someone. Yeah. Like I sometimes get nervous that I'm being too harsh with my friends when I call things out, but in the end of the day, it's so important to be able to do that because sometimes your friends notice things that you don't, and you're holding on to this like hope and like wish. But like, what I'm saying is that, you know, sometimes you just need to be harsh with your friends because you can see things that they might not, and they might see things in you that you don't see. And, you know, knowing how to pick out 
certain areas that you want to say, like, I don't want my friend to be hurt or I don't want my friend to, you know, be in limbo or not know what's going on. Like you have to be a little harsh and say like, listen, we're saying this because we love and care about you and want you to figure this out. The hardest part is that you could say all that and they could still not listen because you got to be in a place. Like I have a rule. I don't like to give out advice unless I ask permission first. Because I could say all the things in the world, but if you don't even give me permission to say it, you're yeah. going to go right into defense mode, right yeah. into defense mode. Or still do it even after the permission. Yeah, for sure. Even after. But like, I have a really good friend who her thing is, and I love this about her. If I call her on FaceTime just to complain about something, tell her something that's going on in my life. The first thing she asks, she says, Maxine do you want my advice or do you just want to vent? Yes. And I love when she asks that because I know she's going to give me the harsh truth if I say advice. And if I say, I just want to vent, she's just going to go along with whatever it is that I want to hear. Yeah. My but sister and I do that. That's it's amazing. Role. Like, I think that that's so crucial also just knowing like what the person wants, like, and if they want that advice, give them that advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's such good advice. Well, Melinda, you are extraordinary. You have quite the following and people ask you a lot of questions. Jewish, not Jewish. How do you think you might have influenced Jewish daters, Jewish dating in general, maybe how people see or understand Jewish dating? Well, one thing that I get messages privately from people about is they're they're learning to feel more proud of their Jewish identity because they're seeing it out there, not just with me, with, with you know you guys in your podcast and Libby with what you share, the more Jewish TikTok has become quite a, um, a community. And the more people see that, the more they start to feel proud of their own identity. And because sure. of that, a lot more, when you are proud of it and you're willing to share that, it's, to me, it's important. To me, it's important that Jews marry Jews. That's something that I've discussed. I'm an Orth- as an Orthodox Jew, I believe in, Jews marrying Jews. Do whatever you want. I'm not here to judge anybody. And I actually truly don't. Like I have friends who marry non-Jews. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. But I love that when people feel proud to be Jewish, they end up seeing that they want more of that in their life. And so they end up wanting to date other Jews so that they can have that same connection going into the future. Because everybody has their own things. For me, yes, kosher is important. But for other people, it might just be an identity thing, right? Sharing that ethnicity, sharing um, trauma, sharing things that we can connect with. So I feel like if people can feel more proud and, and openly feel proud to be Jewish, then that could help people to connect with other Jews. And I guess whether or not it's, it's marriage, because dating isn't always about marriage, but right. it's creating community. And I love seeing Jewish community finding people who want Jewish community finding each other. That's awesome. And as a mom, like what's advice you give to your kids? I mean, I don't know if they ask the big questions or if you tell them the big answers or. Oh, I'll answer. If they ask it, I'll answer it. I mean, no matter how much I'm like, wait, Zach, can you ask your father? (laughs) (laughs) My kids are young. My kids are 13 and 11. So they're not into dating yet. You know, we have discussed things um, about expectations as an Orthodox Jew, things that we don't do until marriage and, and stuff like that. And nothing is have to, because I don't believe in have to. I think that every law that we follow is something that we choose to follow. So I can give you all the rules and all the laws, ask all the questions you want, and then you're going to make those choices for yourself. Right. Um, But they know, they know, you know, my kids actually watch my TikToks, So they see a lot of the answers. Their friends watch my TikToks, So they're learning things that they, who knows. You have to see Melinda's kids. If you haven't seen for anyone who's listening, they are actually the cutest 
I'm obsessed. Yeah, Nora's super fun. Zach, it's hard to get him on my TikToks, but Nora's all over it. She is the star. But we don't really discuss a lot of dating rules. Like somebody asked me what my rules are for my kids. I'm like, they're 13 and 11. They're not dating yet. They understand. We talked about the body and all those different things because that's important to to know. And I think everybody should discuss that with their children. But we haven't set ground rules because we're not there yet. Yeah. So I don't know what those rules will be. No clue. One topic that I feel like comes up a lot in religious communities in general, whether it's Jewish or Muslim or, you know, Christian or even in the secular world, right, is like gender roles. So something that we wanted to ask you was, what would you say to women who maybe feel that pressure to be the perfect wifey material? I think that's crap. I think that's crap. I do. I think all of that is garbage. I think if you want to be a wife and stay home, be a stay-at-home mom, that is amazing. And I'm here for it as much as I'm here for a mom who wants to go out and work. I, I love, I mean, listen, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom and have no kids home. That's like the dream. Justin, make make a million dollars and I'll stay home. No problem. Mm-hmm. I don't need to work. I, I mean, I need to work. I don't, I, I would be happy not to, but I don't think that there are gender roles. I think that there's no rule about who makes more than who and, but I respect those who do. Like I, I get very frustrated on TikTok when I see women getting angry at stay-at-home moms. Like mm-hmm. that's what they want. There's mm-hmm. no reason that you should have to go out there and, and work if you don't want to, if you are in a situation where you don't have to. So I believe in women going after whatever dreams you have, but I don't think it has to be the female role. My husband does the laundry. Mm-hmm. He always bathed the kids when they were younger. He's the mom. Like we, we joke, we celebrate him on Mother's Day. Mm. such a good mom holy crap he's such a good mom like I'm the lazier one of the two of us for sure that is so hard for me to like even see like you considered lazy in like any aspect oh uh, no you're like one of the hardest working people I know so I'm also really good at doing nothing good (laughs) really really good like I'm extraordinary (laughs) at doing nothing I love it yeah so for our next little segment, we have kind of like a question slash advice that a listener sent in. It's actually from a guy. He said, so recently I was going out with this Jewish girl and I think I overlooked all of her red flags just because she was Jewish. Wanted to know your thoughts on these kind of situations. Now, I will say, I don't know if he lives in an area that maybe doesn't have a lot of Jews like that probably plays into it. So I'll, I'll say that I don't know that about right. I definitely think that while it is important, if it's important to you to marry someone of the same religion, right? You want to marry someone Jewish. That can't be the only reason you marry someone. You will end up miserable in life if that's the only thing you have in common. So, I mean, red flags are red flags. That's it. Like, I just, I, I always question what are the red flags? Because I remember dating certain people. But a lot of people yeah. excuse them because of, yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't recommend that. But I think what you said is important too. It's like, are you in a situation where there's one other Jew who lives where you live? But I also think that there's opportunities to date long distance. And since Zoom became such a huge thing, my sister-in-law went on her first date with the guy she's now married to. They Their first date was on Zoom. She was living in New York. He was living mm. in Florida. And My first date was on know, FaceTime too. It's, it's, Becoming a more normal thing. And while, of course, face-to-face is ideal, I I would never just date someone because they're Jewish. You've got to find other things you have in common, too. Don't ignore the red flags. Why do you think people maybe would overlook red flags because of someone being Jewish? 
I think, like you said, if, it, if you're thinking like, this is the only person I can find, sometimes people feel that yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. is this, this is the best I'm going to do. Right. Which mm-hmm. I, which sucks. Cause it's, everybody can find their best and it doesn't mean perfect. Cause this is advice I could share. Just please stop looking for perfect. Cause it's not out there. It's just not, you're never going to find someone who makes you happy in every single way. It's not going to happen. There's a difference between red flags and imperfections. Mm. I like that. I like that. Oh, that was awesome. Thanks. We're now, it's now time for a game we like to call cute or cringe. When a guy attempts a recipe, but it tastes awful. Cute. How would you handle a situation like that? I would tell him it's gross. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> I'm not a liar, okay? Listen, my... No, she's going to say, do you want a vent or do you want my advice? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably ask beforehand. Um, but I think it's adorable. I think it's so cute that he tried. I just, I wouldn't lie because if you lie, he's going to do it again. And he's going to uh... make you more food and think it's good and you don't want... Set that set that standard. I mean, be nice about it. Valid. Right? Like my when Justin and I were dating, he bought me a piece of jewelry. And I know it's so stupid. It sounds so dumb when I say it, but... Whatever it was, it was really, really bad. And I was like, How, what do I do? If I don't say something now, he's going to buy me more ugly jewelry. And what a waste of money. Like, it bothered me so much. So I said, I hurt his feelings so much. But in the long run, it worked out well, because now I pick out what I want. And it's not awkward. It's like, yeah. I want to buy you something for your birthday. Go pick it out. Here's your budget. So it's very romantic. But at least I'm not stuck with something that I don't like. I saw a TikTok yesterday and it was like, men, your girlfriends, your wives, like your fiancés, like they do not want heart-shaped jewelry. <laughs> and it's true. It was so but funny. Pandora, that's what they, your wife doesn't want Pandora. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was funny because there was a couple comments that were like, like, Richard, if you're seeing this, like, I'm one of the few that does like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's cute just being, just be honest. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Okay. When people fall in love at camp. Adorable. I forgot what our words were. What were our words? Cringe or what? Cute or cringe. Oh, cute. Adorable. <laughs> you can do like ad- adorable or awful. <laughs> All right, Maxine. I just want to add before I say mine that Libby and I went to camp together and at our camp, they have like a shidduch wall where like any couple that met at camp, they get like a plaque. Oh no, and that's And it's like cringe. the whole wall. And I remember that's when- That's cute. My, my first, I did not meet anyone at camp in that way. But when my parents came for my first visiting day and, you know, they like set up like little boots, like, oh, sign up for next summer already. And I remember my parents were like, oh, like we're going to talk to her. It's her first summer. We don't want to make sure she's actually liking it here. And I'm pretty sure one of the people working at the camp literally took my mom and goes, I'd like to show you our shidduch wall. And my mom literally was like, she's 10. She's not coming back here. (laughs) Or like, what? Um, Okay. Maxine still went back. (laughs) I did go back. I went for six summers to camp. I did, but um, did not, did not find a guy at camp, but I had a great experience there overall. So cuter cringe when he calls his rabbi before making any decisions. Cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rabbi Cohen is so cringe to you. I'm just not a fan of making every decision based on what your rabbi says. I mean, I think that the rabbis can help when you have questions, but like every decision, not for, not for me. 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you want someone, it, yeah. it's like nice to know that they, they care about that opinion in certain situations, but if it's like too much, you're like, you got to stand your own ground. Yeah. Like parent, I, I, to me, it's more like, okay, ask, call your mom. <laughs> like you got some questions, call your mom for advice, not your rabbi. But like, I, that's not the world that I grew up on in where they have that relationship to their rabbi. Not well, me. speaking of, uh, well, speaking of Jewish moms, cute or cringe when his Jewish mom keeps calling the entire date. Oh, cringe. <laughs> cringe. And Libby, have you done a TikTok like that yet? No, I'm going to though. Okay, good. Cause that's a great one. How's so it funny. going? <laughs> Is she eating the food? I told you it was a good recommend. Did you tell the manager to get the special dessert? Hello. Be cringe. <laughs> yeah. This is a preview to Louis' next TikTok yes. right here. You've seen it first. Oh my gosh. Okay. When he invites you to meet his family early on. Cute. Early. I'm a fan. Early, early. Well, how, how early? early say how early. That it's like, what is cringe and what is cute for you? Because your early and my early are different. True. I we we dated very <laughs> we didn't have a long relationship. So we dated for Justin and I dated for four months. But like I dated a guy who met my family pretty early on, but it wasn't like you're meeting my family in a serious way. It was just my family's going out for dinner and we're dating. Let's all go. Maybe he had felt the pressure. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I didn't feel that way about him, but I don't know that there's any rule. I think it's the relationship that you have. Cool. Okay. When he tells you ahead of time that he is Shomer Nagia, for those who don't know, that means that he doesn't touch women. I mean, I don't think cute's the right word for it, but I think that um, responsible <laughs> is the right word because I would have never dated a guy who was Shomer Nagia. <laughs> You're so cute. She's like adorable. Responsible. But I, wouldn't but I only have two words. <laughs> she has two words and she's coming up with her own. I can't help myself. <laughs> I would never have dated a guy who was Shomer Nagia. So if he said to me before and then he was, I just wouldn't have gone on the first date responsible that's true yeah saving time okay so something that's uh maybe too popular in the in current times for dating is sliding into the dms so when he dms you on facebook cringe is this like before the first date like because he wants to meet you this is yeah probably like his way to ask you out is sliding into I your dm cringe because it's facebook <laughs> yeah but you know what i i just yes. find it creepy yeah <laughs> I, i'll get and I, I know i'm married but like i get friend requests for men i don't ever accept them unless i know the person like oh we went to high school together otherwise i know like no no male strangers are but then linkedin i'm like sure come yeah. on come on in <laughs> but yeah I, I would say cringe i've gotten weird messages on linkedin not gonna lie and you know being in in the legal field I accept a lot of people on LinkedIn because it's all about networking and I do get weird messages on LinkedIn sometimes from like creepy men and I have to is there anywhere where it does work when a a guy slides into your dms any app yes I I think it goes back to we 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 briefly talked about this in another episode about if you're into a guy, something that's cringe yeah. could be cute. And if you're not into the guy, it's cringe. Like, you know, there are people like Libby knows that met on Facebook <laughs> and are in relationships and like, it's beautiful and amazing because you're right. into it. But if like, you know, you're not into it. You're like, eh. yeah. no. But I, think- I mean, I indirectly met Jack from Facebook. But you did it because of a Facebook group. And I think that, you know, when you have that added layer, then it's right. like, it's cute. It's like, oh, I saw your post 
on in this group right. like it's that's not like a stranger great, but when it's just yeah, my right. my advice to people out there <laughs> this is the yeah. Maxine advice if you have mutual friends with a person on Facebook before you just jump the gun and DM them talk to your mutual friends first and be like can yes. you introduce me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much less creepy <laughs> so much Agreed. more appreciated absolutely love it okay next is when he keeps reaching okay so when he's like reached out again after you just left the previous message on red (laughs) okay so you open the message that's leaving on red like you haven't responded yet so he sends another message i'm gonna go with case by case basis on that one because you know what i'm saying because like if it's a stalker like if it's somebody you don't know and they're doing that it's it's cringe because like leave me alone i'm not responding to you but if it's some, I don't know, if it's someone who maybe, you know, maybe they got a little crush on you or something like that. I don't, I think it could be cute, but I'm not so familiar with that one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I would go with both. Okay. When he messages your mutual friends about you after your date, what is he saying? What's his intention? Just to like ask them like to oh. talk about the date. Oh, that's cringe. I think that's, I think that's cringe. Okay. I've misunderstood the concept. See, these are things that like just yeah. did not exist. Like I had aim, you know, so look it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving Melinda a whole lesson on Gen Z. A lesson on, um, on what, yep. what's going on. Um, <laughs> you think people should keep like talking about their dating lives, like private, like, as, like on the early side, like not talking about it with so. friends. I mean, if, if like the person who set you up, I get that. Like, oh, it was a really nice date, things like that. But if it's random people, I think it's a little weird at the beginning, especially if it's mutuals, Mm -hmm. because they're going to go back and tell you. Like, there's no question. If you tell a mutual something like that, like I made them, I wouldn't say a mistake, but when I went on that first date with Justin, I went back back up to my apartment and the guy who set us up was there. I was like, Shlomo, I had such a nice time with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even thinking to myself, of course, he's going to go tell Justin everything that I say. And mind right. you, I only said good things, but I think about it now, I was like, what were you mm-hmm. thinking? So I just think keep that mm-hmm. private until it gets a little further in, especially with mutuals. Other, to your friends, go for it. Like you gotta have somebody to tell, to share all these things with, but yeah, we'll go with cringe. Last but finally, not least. When he texts you, thank you for the date right after. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah, really? big fan. Like right yeah, after? Big fan. Why not? He had a nice time. Beautiful. I like that perspective. I do. Because I feel like a lot of people, like we spoke about earlier, are like, oh, you got to wait 24 hours to text. Like, there's, there, there's such dumb rules. Like, if you had a nice time, and I think that's so lovely. Or like, if somebody has to get home, I hope you made it home okay. Like, that's such a nice thing to do. It's so thoughtful. It's not stalkery and creepy. You just went on a date with the person. You know, this, when right. you're going on dates, there's intentions of what something's coming next. So I think it's very nice to say I had a nice time. And then hopefully the next day they'll call and make plans. Mm-hmm. That's true. And last but finally not least, we end all of our episodes now with this question. What is your definition of a schmuck boy? I don't know. This is where this is where I, I feel older. But it's like subjective, you know? Well, what do you think a schmuck boy is? I don't know, someone who carries like 50 keys on them. <laughs> you know, those guys, like I'm not putting down Hatsala because I have some very close friends who are amazing. But like, if you do those things just so that you can say you do them, that's a schmuck boy. 
Wait, I feel like I'm... What do you mean by carrying around 50 keys? Like they say, I do this, I do that, I do all these things. They like literally (laughs) carry 50 different keys. Like I have the keys to this building and this car and this and this. Like I I get it. This car and to the Shul's kitchen (laughs) and to this closet and to my my mother-in-law's house. Like... Yep. It's physical keys. I understand you. Thank you. And like three phones attached to their belt. You you need one phone. If you need the second one, put it away. I don't need to know. Like do it because you want to volunteer. Do it because it makes you happy. I don't need to know. Don't do it because it makes you look like that person. That to me is a schmuck boy. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing it. Thank you for being an incredible guest. I have fun. You guys are amazing. Thank you no, you're amazing. You're amazing. I hope these boys work out for you guys. One can hope. <laughs> you were our first female guest. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's what an honor. Well, I mean, we are so honored to have you. So thank you for coming. And how can everyone find you on socials again? Just remind everyone. So on TikTok and Instagram, I am at the real Melinda Strauss. And then you can go to my website, which is melindastrauss.com. But TikTok's like my hub. It's my home. That's where you're, that's where you want to find me first. But if you ever want to message me, Instagram is the place to do that. Perfect. And what's your last piece of advice? Oh, my last piece of advice is give a guy a chance or a girl, give that person a chance, give them a second chance. And I know we talked about it before, but you don't, everything doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfectly attracted to them on the first date. And the first date could have mistakes. Mm -hmm. Go on a second one. Love that. Love it. And call, call, call. And call. Oh my God. Yes. No games. No games. We're done with games. Yeah. Don't don't wait 24 hours. You you can just pick up the phone and call. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Cause you're just a smug boy. You're just a smug boy that's right. Another, 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 another